Welcome to the Raising Them Ready podcast. Here we encourage and support parents who are doing the best they know how to raise their kids to become confident, capable, and kind in what feels like a half-crazy and often unpredictable world. I'm Jonathan Kathman. I'm a family man, career sociologist, and best-selling author who believes our children's greatness tomorrow begins with good guidance today. This is part two of my conversation with blended family coaches Mike and Kim Anderson. In it, they share practical strategies for raising kids who split their time between two separate households. In part one, Mike, Kim, and I discuss the complications of step-parenting and the significance of building a relationship with stepkids based on connection before correction. If you missed that episode, be sure to go back and listen to it as it's full of practical strategies and mindsets that reduce conflict, build more connection, and help you create a whole new future for your family. But for now, welcome back to the Raising and Ready Kitchen Table conversation I share with blended family coaches Mike and Kim Anderson at their home in Linden, Washington. I was talking to a friend recently, and um, he says, our family is in constant conflict with the other family. Mm-hmm. You mentioned this a, a little while ago about, you know, which household are we talking about? Yeah. Ours or, or their household? Right. In a blended family, there's another family somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if the mm-hmm. children, usually, usually mm-hmm. okay. If the children are in contact with that other family, there could be steps over there too. They could have a blended yes, family there absolutely. too. Absolutely. And and man, kids gotta play this game a lot. You know, like, well, in my other house, we get to play mm-hmm. video games till oh, one o'clock in the yeah. morning. In the other house, we get to eat pizza anytime we want, yeah. or whatever it is. We don't have to do any chores over there. Mm-hmm. So so we can't control the other home. Right. How right. do we manage the comparison game in your home? Mm. Good question. That's a really good question. That comes up a lot. And a lot of times bio parents are kind of hijacked in their parenting because of fear. You know, oh, if that other home is allowing the kids to do this and not requiring that, and I am requiring that and not allowing this or that, are my kids not going to want to come over here anymore? You know, they have this this kind of knee-jerk reaction that I need to do what the other home is doing if, if if I want to have the kids come and, and want to come here. And we've got we to gotta work through that fear because what we always say, our saying is your home is your domain. And as a parent, it's your responsibility to raise your kids the way that you feel is best for them. Mm-hmm. To raise them ready. If that's your, if that's your goal, then you've got you've to gotta take control of how you're managing your own home yeah and so i mean it's great if you can agree with your ex on certain things and if things can be the same in both homes that's a wonderful scenario not always the case in fact most of the time that's not the case right it's it's nice for kids to have consistency where we do chores in both as much as possible and bedtime Mm -hmm. is the same and all of that but if if your if your ex-spouse is has completely different values, which this is was the case in our home. My my former spouse has very different values than we do. You can still very strategically and carefully <laughs> <laughs> um, have that structure and live out those values in your home mm-hmm. without worrying about what's happening in the other home. Mm-hmm. the The key here is not to throw the other home under the bus. Right. So when the kid comes over and says, well, I get to play video games all night, you know, at dad's house, 
you know, instead of saying, well, your dad, you know, is a horrible parent and that shouldn't be happening and he's completely <laughs> irresponsible because that's a whole nother issue and that, that's just not, not cool. You can't cool. throw him under the you bus. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, instead of saying that, saying something like, oh, well, you know, I'm not sure why your dad chooses to do that, but you know, if that's how he manages his home, that's up to him. In our home, we're going to have some guidelines around game time, and here's why. Mm -hmm. And then you explain, you know, things like moderation and the importance of moderation and why, why this is a good thing for you to understand. So you don't throw them under the bus, and you don't try to compete with them. Yeah, yeah, but they throw me under the bus, says yep. one parent. Mm -hmm. Yep, they do. And, oh, yeah, and so it's just if sometimes it feels good to throw the other one back under the bus. <laughs> it, some, it does in the moment, but you said something a little bit ago, Jonathan, that, hey, the, the, the long game here is right relationship when mm -hmm. they're 25, 30, or whatever yeah. that is, right? And so it's going to feel real good to throw dad under the bus today consistently throwing dad o under the bus over a period of time actually breaks relationship with me. Yeah. Kim, you said something that was really important a second ago. I heard you say in our home, mm -hmm. yeah. not in my home. Yeah. Right. Cause that mine now differentiates that you are a guest here in mm -hmm. my home versus this is our home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I think Mike, when you though, the, this is the long game that yeah. we're playing here. And we're in right relationship with one another. One way I've seen that, that kids can feel like I'm not in right relationship with my parent is when one parent talks about how bad the other parent is mm -hmm. and the kid has an eye-opening, mind-boggling moment where they realize, wait, I'm half of that other parent. Exactly. exactly. And you, mom, or you, dad, hate the other one. Does that mean there's a part of me that you that hate, you hate. Too? Yeah. Exactly. They internalize yeah. it. Internalize yeah, it. if I'm saying to my daughter, your dad's an idiot, she's internalizing, oh, maybe that means I'm an idiot because I'm part of him. Mm -hmm. It really does hurt the child. Yeah. So the long game you're playing here is, is odd as this may sound, it's good for, for the home that you're in, your home, mm -hmm. the our home, Yeah. good for the child. It's also probably got to be good for your own psyche because you know yeah. when we speak negative about others, it's just different chemical compounds yeah. released in the brain. Yeah. But also, you may actually be helping that other home, mm. which is never going away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. right. My, That's my, right. My, my, my blended family friends talk about how when they realize that they will be at a wedding someday mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. that other mm -hmm. former spouse or former mm -hmm. partner, or we'll be at... Um, sharing grandbaby yep. privileges yeah. and yep. so the 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 to be in right relationship with our children as steps mm -hmm. i think is critical but we're also are we setting up in a way yeah. that other family for success yeah yeah, yeah. the long-term connection with your bio child or stepchild whoever's listening whether you're the bio parent or the stepchild or the step parent sorry the long-term right relationship with that child is more dependent on how well you collaborate with each other within your own home rather than compete with the other home yeah, yeah it's much good. more dependent it's not a competition with the other home mm -hmm. it's about doing what's right and good in your home yeah. and when you do that day in and day out consistently over time especially when it's hard 
you're building the building blocks that are going to be put in place for your long-term family connection with your children and your grandkids someday. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's so important. And, and you know, if we, all of that's kind of deep and, and a little bit heavy, if we just lighten it up a little bit and say, okay, you know, kids, when they're in elementary school, they go to homeroom and then couple times a week they go to library and a couple times a week they go to music and they go to PE and they go to all yeah all these other places and you know what boy this year the PE teacher doesn't really care if I wear a hat but my homeroom teacher man I got to take my hat off or the library teacher's like no way can you chew gum in here Mm -hmm. but the other the other sorry the other teacher right you uh, yeah yeah, you, you you can chew gum in class doesn't matter kids move between different rule environments all the time so can they catch on to the fact that mom does something different than dad absolutely now do they want to play you off each other so that they can get what they want absolutely (laughs) but are they capable yes they're capable of shifting gears every time they transition now especially with young kids what we see is transition the transition period can be hard and sure we're you know they're getting used to that every week back and forth whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like yes but once they're there for a couple hours or a day it's like oh yeah that's right i'm in mom's house or oh that's right i'm in dad's house they can adjust it's it's okay to be different between the homes if you can collaborate with an ex and you can build consistency awesome do that that more power to you if you can't it's not the end of the world. Yeah. 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 You need to follow your heart for your child mm-hmm. and do what you believe is, is, is best for them and not allow the other home to dictate how you, uh, mm-hmm. how you manage your own home and how you parent in your home. I mean, we, we made a big mistake in this area. If you mm-hmm. want to hear a big, big mistake story. Um, my ex bought a cell phone for my daughter. This was years ago. Cell, yeah. cell phones were relatively new to kids. I think it was a, the, one of the first smart, smart. So yeah. When they weren't phones. so smart, but, um, <laughs> but she was only 11 and you know, it was before all the guidelines came out and all of the, you know, parental, you know, warnings and all of that. And he didn't give her any limits or any guidance at all. Just, Hey, have fun with this. Well, of course she brought the phone to our house and I felt that, again, the fear factor, that if I put um, some limits or some guidelines around the phone in our home over a device that he purchased, that that would be, you know, that, that wasn't okay. I, my belief was I, I don't think that's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. even though behind closed no, doors. No, your belief was it was the right thing to do, but you were afraid to do exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't bring myself to do it because mm-hmm. of fear, even though as we talked about it, we're like, oh, wow, you know, maybe we should look into this. Maybe we should talk about some limits. We didn't. Well, fast forward, of course, a kid's going to do what a kid does when they're not given guidance. And she was very irresponsible with her phone. She was sleeping with it at both houses. She was getting text messages in the middle of the night, waking up, not getting get good rest. Um, communicating in ways that drew her to make poor choices yes, in the middle of the night <laughs> really poor choices <laughs> yeah. like it was a detrimental influence in her life at that age that we could have protected her from in our home and should have protected her from in our home 
But because I was gripped with this fear of, oh, shoot, what will happen? What will she think? Will I not be the favored parent anymore? You know, you just have all these thoughts that run through your head. Um, I ended up putting my child in a really bad situation that she wasn't ready to handle. Mm -hmm. And so we strongly encourage parents to, to work through that fear. It, it really was an irrational fear because, mm -hmm. of course, she's still going to come to our home if we said, hey, honey, you know, it's fine to bring your phone, but we need to, we have a place for it at night. It needs to go, you know, to bed in its own spot, not mm -hmm. in your room or your bed. Mm -hmm. And of course, she's going to get upset and push back and say, oh, but daddy lets me and da, da, da. But we could have held a, a loving boundary there. Mm -hmm. We could have done that. And yeah. that would have saved her so much grief. Yep. Isn't it hilarious how kids don't ever flip that? Like, mm -hmm. go to the other parents and like, you need to take my phone now because, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's nine o'clock and I'm going to bed. You know? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. At, at my good. other parents' house, <laughs> right, right. We, we put our phones to bed or, yeah. or in Y class. <laughs> You know, I, I get to wear a hat, so I shouldn't wear a hat. Now. Yeah. It yeah, always exactly. goes in, the fa yeah. in their favor. Yeah. What I like so much about this conversation is that we're hearing practice makes better. Mm -hmm. And our kids get to practice in our home yeah. ways of of becoming better, discovering who they are, mm -hmm. getting along or not getting along with each other. They're not always going to agree with what one teacher says versus the other. Right. Someone at work says versus the other you know, manager at work says. Hmm. And so really this process of blended family, whether it's correction or celebration, mm -hmm. we're giving them a place to practice yes. mm -hmm. what it's like in the rest of the world. Yep. And their blended family raising kids is a short period of time in the consideration of the whole of their life. Yes. And this should be the safest place on the planet to practice those yep. things. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. cell phone that. use or doing chores or going yeah. to bedtime. All or... kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. And one of the positive things that comes out of the blended dynamic is kids become very resilient and flexible. Because mm -hmm. they've, they've had to learn how. How mm -hmm. to manage living in two different homes. Mm -hmm. and, and that does serve them well as they move yeah. into adulthood. If it's in a healthy environment. Right. right. If Even if it's only one healthy environment. Mm -hmm. There's kids who move back and forth between two homes where legitimately one of you know the other home is unhealthy yeah. uh, but because they have this comparison or this landing pad where they feel the safety they're gonna over the long term most likely gravitate toward it they might experiment with the chaos for a while yeah. and we have to live through tough seasons mm -hmm. at times yeah. but ultimately in the long run most of us want to experience safety and, and peace. so they need they need to yeah. they need the the um the vision for that mm -hmm. and it's up to us to set that vision in our home yeah. so parents if you have a blended family create peace give your kids a place to practice mm -hmm. set up a structure in the term i heard was our home mm -hmm. that works for the whole home yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. our home is our domain that's right we may not be able to control what happens in the other home, but we certainly can control what happens in our home. Mm -hmm. And we can benefit our children by doing that. Mm -hmm. and, For sure. And get past the fear. That's right. There, you, you know, there is a risk that your kids are going to mm -hmm. be upset for a little bit or, or they play the comparison game. It's okay. They're just kids. They'll get past it. Yep. <laughs> Why do we give a 12-year-old so much power? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You're only nine. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Your connection with your child is so much more powerful 
then a little bit of difference in the two homes. They're not going to reject you because you require them to pick up after themselves or (laughs) or put their phone away at night. They might say so in the moment, but the long run. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Parenting with purpose. Mm -hmm. Works. Actually Mm -hmm. works. It does. Mm -hmm. Mike Kim, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. You're very welcome. Thanks for for letting us join you. Yes, Mm -hmm. we love the work you're doing. This Mm -hmm. is very exciting. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I love the work you're doing. Okay, plug your podcast. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, we've uh, we've had the privilege of sharing lots of learnings, not only from our own experience, but mm-hmm. also from other people's experience yes. and lots of study around. Hey, what does it take to blend a family well? Yeah. And so a couple of years ago, we launched the Blended Family Coaching Show. Mm-hmm. Can't get more clear than that of what <laughs> what exactly we do. Uh, and yeah, we'd love for you to look, look us up, the Blended Family Coaching Show. And uh, if, if you need some help with Blended Families, we'd be happy to help. Yep. We explore mm-hmm. lots of topics. Mm-hmm. There's no shortage of things to explore around Blended Family <laughs> Life. Sure. And they can do this uh, with you online, in person. Yeah, you can go to any. Uh, so for the show, you can go to any of your podcasting apps mm-hmm. or you can hit our website at MikeAndKimCoaching.com. And then, uh, yeah, we also coach one-on-one. And so if you need help, you you hit the website and up at the top right, just click the little button of schedule my free coaching call. And uh, whenever you get it scheduled and you give us your phone number, we will call you and spend at least 45 minutes on the phone talking about, hey, what's the pain point right now? And how can we get past it? Yep, answering your questions, helping you manage whatever's going on. Exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you both very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank Jonathan. You. If you're learning from and enjoying this podcast, please let me know by messaging us through our social media pages or email through our website. You can find, like, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Raising Them Ready Podcast and on our website at RaisingThemReady.com. Also, please follow and leave us up to a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions about topics or guests you'd like us to bring to the Raising and Ready podcast, please contact me through our Raising and Ready social media pages or through the website. Again, Facebook and Instagram at Raising and Ready Podcast and online at RaisingandReady.com. To learn more about raising your kids ready, be sure to pick up a copy of the Raising and Ready book. It's available wherever you buy your print or audiobooks. There you'll also find our other best-selling life skills and personal development books for tweens, teens, young adults, parents, educators, and mentors. Thanks again for joining me in today's discussion. Now go and enjoy the day, knowing your child's greatness tomorrow begins with your guidance today.